0: Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie, this month a rom-com, and then we talk about it. My name's David, and don't you just hate all those alcoholics, workaholics, sexaholics, commitment-phobes, (laughs) peeping-toms, megalomaniacs, and joining me on this podcast, emotional fuckwits and perverts! (laughs) Uh, I'll take the emotional fuckwit, please. Um, My name's Sam, and
1: Christ, is that blue soup?
2: (laughs) Uh, And I'm Ross. I'm the one who smokes like a train, drinks like a fish, and has the spews the verbal diarrhea on this podcast.
0: (laughs) And also (laughs) accurate, also a pervert. (laughs) So this week, (laughs) we watched the 2001 movie *Bridget Jones's Diary*, um, which is a movie I have seen before. Uh,
1: Yeah, 2001. So not a 90s film although based <laughs> on a 1996
0: novel so well, based on we're getting nice better novel we're... and they started they cast it all in 99 um, so damn it. I think a lot of the, it it's we talked actually just just while we're on while we're on the 90s for a change um, we we talked about it in the past not for a while perhaps but like even though this is a 2001 movie it's kind of not like yeah it's, it's like a, a very 90s, 90s movie, 2000 movie like mm. you see it In all the decades, like, there's lots of 80s, 90s movies from, like, the early 90s that are just kind of, like, do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of Arnie films that were made in '91 or 92 that are proper, like, 80s action films as opposed to, you know, that 90s vibe. And this is Mm -hmm. really is, like, a 90s movie.
2: (laughs) I suppose when the script got written, it was 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's based on a
0: 1996 book, and it's kind of, like, it's in that world, um... In the world, by the way, where this woman can work for a publishing house and somehow have a career, Promedia's <laughs> <Yes>. dead. Yes. <laughs> the, um, the, so we we should also say
1: that during this this month in February we're doing rom coms. This is us. This is our second rom com. Um, I think our properly our proper first, like right in the in the ditches, romantic comedy though, isn't it? This is this is one of the one of the classics. You'd probably say. For people who are into rom coms and
0: women mostly. Um, yes, although yes, I'm and, not casting
1: any any aspersions there. No, but they're the target audience for this, and we should say that you know this isn't necessarily a film aimed at us, but we're going to give it a fair shake. Um, although I don't think any of us are particularly like in love with this movie. <laughs> I think really? that's
2: not. I think that's an understatement, Sam. It's an understatement. All
0: right, Ross. Yeah. Well, you'll Just, get you'll Ross get your hates moment. women. We know that. That's fine. If we can accept that and move on, um, <laughs> wow. I think I have an easier wow. time with the podcast.
1: <laughs> um, first, so in this film, um, Bridget Jones the, uh, the, the the character is de- uh, determined to improve herself while she looks for love in a year in which she keeps a personal diary, based off a 1996 book by Helen Fielding, who also wrote the screenplay for this, um, and was like very heavily involved in the in the making of the film. I think one of her friends. Uh, the The director was Sharon McGuire. She was she was quite a close friend of Fielding, so it's a very kind of. It's it's quite a it's quite a well made movie, and I think you can see that everyone's having fun, you know, which is which is often a good starting point for a, a film like this. I think
0: it certainly is. Um, on the writing of it, Sam, um, just just briefly um, about the book, um, calling back to our sex in and the city episode, um, this is a very similar sort of thing where. I think Helen Fielding wrote this book in the um, in the mid nineties, based on I think like a a seri- like some short stories she'd published in a newspaper or a magazine or something. Mm-hmm. Like so, the Bridget Jones character already existed as kind of like this made up fictionalized version of you know herself at that age. So it's kind of like a reflection on her own struggles, in a lot of the, very similar way to Sex and the City was when we did that, like a very similar kind of like born from the same fruit sort of thing.
1: Mm, mm, mm. It's also, I mean, the book. It's so based on the, the columns, but the book is basically Pride and Prejudice, isn't it? You know, and, and this film is down Pride to down to Colin Firth being yes, <laughs> yes, who famously <laughs> playing was, um, Mark Darcy again, Mister Darcy, <laughs> yes, in 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 I think it was ninety six, the the BBC adaptation, so.
0: It is very on the nose that this is. I love a the. Um, I love the. I love the the, the the casting thing. There must have been like, right, we want a Colin Firth type, and then someone was like, <laughs> I think we can get Colin Firth, and they were like, No, <laughs> we can never afford Colin Firth. Isn't his name Darcy as well?
1: Yeah, fuck it, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs>
0: it's One less thing to remember.
1: But um, yeah, well, just I just think it's. It's a film that I had seen before, and it's a film that I'm like relatively aware of. It's one of my wife's favorite film, favorite romantic comedies. She is um she's quite adamant that this is a really good movie, and and I kind of like as we were discussing it afterwards, she kind of won me round a bit in terms of some of the criticisms that I had, which we'll get to. But I I just think there's a you know before we shit on it, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I think like, I think Renee Zellweger is doing. A pretty, pretty good job of of bringing together like a really over the top, almost hysterical at times character and turning it into something that's quite focused, funny. You know, it doesn't, it, it could go either way. And she's doing a, a good job of towing that line, you know, between totally maudlin and, and insanity. And that's that's something I think that you could really miss if you kind of just think of this as just oh that's just René Zelga doing that thing because as a new yeah. as a new character it would be
0: quite um, novel I think. Certainly. Um, let's let Ross come in and just maybe tell us what he thought of the movie before we jump into maybe talking about the plot in a few finer details.
2: Um, I am not a fan. Um, this. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> I'm, <Honourable>. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm 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 trying to make sure I'm concise and I don't go in all guns blazing. oh fuck this! This is bullshit. You know, yeah, we were, he already did that before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we let him. Yeah, I'm trying to be composed here. No, just so, go for it, Ross. Go for now, it. No, so I, I think Sam. You know, you mentioned Renee Zellweger did a good job. I would I would agree there. You know, she, you know, she doesn't blow me away, but I don't think I don't think it's a reflection on her because I just think it's it's a poorly written script and it's a poorly done movie. I just it didn't interest me at all. Here's 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 a couple of things that really annoyed me. Number one, it's so British. Like it's so not British <laughs> but I like and, like this. Yeah, is, no, no, this you're right. This it's English. Is, it's English. It's, it's English. So, yeah. But it's it's like, you know, higher class British. You know, you got like working class, middle class and this is the fucking higher class and it just and like I know it's I know it's aiming for funny, but it just annoys me and it sickens me. Couple of things that don't make sense to me. Number one, you know Renée Zellweger's character, Bridget Jones, when she first meets uh, Mark Darcy by Colin Firth, um, you know she's a, tra- you know he seems like an attractive guy. He's a barrister. He's got a great job. You know what I mean? Oh, this is a prospect, and then five minutes later at that party he slags her off you know like I did it for my intro you know he says like oh she smokes like a chimney drinks like a fish she's got a vulgar mother and she spews verbal diarrhea I don't know about you guys but if I there was a lady who I was attracted to and she slagged me off two minutes after meeting her I'm put off you know I'm gonna you know what I don't fancy her anymore the other thing that I don't know, me is, Ross.
0: you guys are both married I'm very single. I wouldn't necessarily well, call like it My quick. wife says that to me now, but she can't escape. She <laughs> can't escape. Well, you can't escape. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the reality.
2: Uh, no, I'm not getting sucked in there. Um, but the the, the the other one, though, so the Smart. other guy is, thank you, um, Hugh, Hugh Grant's character, Daniel Cleaver. You know, they end up together, they have this sort of like uh, passionate sort of affair. and But he, this character is introduced by Bridget Jones, as a misogynist sort of womanizing character. So she knows what he's like, and then she gets upset, like she's like like it was in a like it was a, a shock when he does the thing that she knows him for doing, and like that doesn't take away that this character is a is a dickhead. He's a dickhead. But you don't get angry at a crocodile for snapping your arm off when you get too close. This is what you expect from people. And I just think as well, like, she feels like she's hard done by because she's got to work at an office where she's broke off with someone. Well, you dated someone in the office. This is the risk you take. You're not the victim here. I'm sorry. These are a couple of things. These are just a few of my horrible things. This is just some of the things that really annoyed me. I'm um, the singing, you guys. Jesus. <laughs> Um, Yeah, you know what?
1: I think I think yeah. There's there's a lot in here that is about like character motivation that I think is is really confusing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of it is to do with the fact that that Bridget Jones herself is just a really really like insecure character, you know. Mm -hmm. And obviously, that's a lot of it's how it's written. And some of the stuff we talked about Nicola was 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 very much like she is there representing the audience. So you know, especially. In in this time where, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is the kind of one of the first movies like this where we're seeing a fairly realistic portrayal of what women are like and how they go around and and, and you know manage the and what team. they have to
2: what they have to contend with. Yeah.
1: Yes. But spoilers,
0: and, men, uh, women are also people. Yes. Yeah. And so, and she, <laughs> is,
1: and she, but so, so there's there's kind of like she's very flawed and she makes stupid decisions. I think one of my criticisms though is like, right, have that, have all of the poor decision making, but kind of take it somewhere. You know, And this movie never really, mm. it never really gives, I don't think, for me, it doesn't give Bridget Jones en- enough of an arc um, to say, yes, she makes poor decisions, yes, she has no confidence, and yes, she's shot on by men and uh, almost literally every single person who is in the movie, like everyone is just shitting on this woman. And you kind of want it to go somewhere though, like have her reach a yeah, point. Yeah, there isn't where she's, there isn't like yeah. a
0: satisfying arc in this film, Sam, you're right. And it's like a the ending being that I guess spoilers for this movie that came out nineteen years ago. Twenty years ago, Christ. Um like Stop. the ending being that Colin Firth likes her is kind of like a bit fucking right the teen movie circle. that's a satisfying emotional ending. In a movie mm. about people in their 30s, it's kind of like it doesn't have carry the same weight, you know?
2: <laughs> let's circle back to that, because that's obviously at the end. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come to that. Because, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of points on that as well.
0: well let's do... Let's talk about um, our three main cast members, shall we? Um, mm-hmm. Because um, I I just want think...
2: to get, I just... Sorry, Dave, I just wanted to get out,
0: just to, just to finish uh,
2: my thought on this movie, um, is that... I... I don't have a dislike for Renee Zellweger, but I really disliked Bridget Jones. Um, and the case in point: when she left her job and she managed to get a TV in television. Wow, fantastic! That's the, you know that's a step up. Well done. Uh, man.
0: As if you could make money in television.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Look at um, all these dead industries. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't laugh because I work in the video games industry and right now everything is peachy, you know. Twenty years time, it's it's going to come crumbling on me. Um, But what I don't Ross Griffiths
0: diaries.
2: (laughs) But what really annoyed me is, you know, obviously she got that job. She was underqualified, but she did it. Do you know what I mean? It's the sort of fake it till you make it thing. And she's in that job for what you would consider to be a certain amount of time, and then her, you know, her producer says you need to get down, you know, for this case. It's the I can't remember the the character's name, but it was this like high. ...high level sort of court case you need to cover... ...and she didn't know what's going on... ...now when you're in that job for a certain day... ...this is a really nitpicky thing to get annoyed about... ...but when you're in that sort of level of position... ...you make the effort to know these things... ...you know, what's going on in current affairs... ...when you're out like a news reporter... ...and she didn't know... ...and it's like... she, it's like, ...and it's portrayed like... oh, ...she's gotten herself into another best one... ...no, she didn't fucking do the due diligence... ...to know what's going on... ...she's lazy... And she, you know, she, if she, if I was her producer, she'd be sacked. <laughs> That's my opinion of her. Strong words. From Fair
0: Ross. enough. Uh, well, Ross is is um, in a dragon's den situation, not employing Bridget Jones. That's I'm out. Good to know, <laughs> he's out. Um, so let's talk about uh, Renee Zellweger, just just briefly, because um, mm-hmm. obviously, like, this is really her vehicle and her movie. Um, and I guess spoilers: she's not British. Um, which I suppose, um, if you didn't know, you maybe could watch this movie and think that she was. I think she's doing up. a good enough job with this accent. I have thought further thoughts on it, but I'm, I'll let you come in, Sam.
1: Yeah, well, she she just very quickly she was. There's quite a lot, about sh- uh, quite a shock when I think she was um, cast in this because it was a it was a very successful novel, and there's quite a lot of buzz about this movie, and then it was like and so we're going to get to cast one of the you know uh, uh, archetypal british female characters in in modern fiction we're going to get an american to do it <laughs> what mm-hmm. like, uh, so so i can kind of see like they're being concerned but i i think i think as i said oh, i've kind of done my bit but i think even just the accent is 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 pretty good
0: like i think she's uh, she's i she's I, I didn't know any accent. difference i
2: sorry, sorry. Oh, i was, we all sound I, like I, I, was I was
0: fooled mm. um I, I don't know. She's she's okay, and like she's doing a vague enough Queen's English thing, and she's good doing a good enough job of that that it's fine. And they never really like address, you know, where she comes from or anything like that. But it's just a little bit too clipped and a little bit too clean for. And this is obviously me overthinking it, but you know, when you meet her parents, especially, it's a bit like, well, where did this woman learn to speak? She's not privately educated, like, do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like a, but I mean, that's where it jars for me a little bit. Is 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 when you meet her family and the people that she sort of like spends time with. You're a bit like, well, she doesn't sound anything like them, uh, but she's doing an okay enough job. An interesting bit of that's trivia because we always enjoy it when an actor, or I certainly do. We talked about Christian Bale the other week. I always enjoy it when an actor really puts their body on the line for a role. You know, um, <laughs> it kind of like reminds you that you know people are mad. Um, Renee Zellweger gained twenty pounds, uh, which isn't like a you know it's not Christian Bailey in levels, um, but like quite that's quite a lot of weight. That's about that stone and a half, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. in it's, British, it's, so to speak. So it's for the role, so that she would you know look more like the character characterization from the book. That's what yeah. that's one thing I was going to mention because Emmy uh, was watching this
2: with me uh, on when I was watching it. And she said that's one of her pet peeves that they are constantly trying to per, uh, sorry, portray her as an unattractive person. Nicholas said the like, exact same thing. Oh, yeah. right, oh, really interesting. Um, but and the most prevalent one that I thought was in the you know in the sort of the post credits scene where you know the I think it's one of the fathers and goes, oh yeah, I love it. You know, you want a woman who, who where you can sit a pint on her backside and park a bicycle in it. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ! Come on, two thousand and one. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a lot of that, I think. Like um, it, it comes from the books, and mm. and a lot of it as well, I suppose. Is this is a deeper conversation? I think, uh, well, not deeper, but more interesting conversation is like how that relates to uh, body image at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you've got um,
1: you've got the best. What's what was that phrase? The best feeling, nothing tastes better than skinny
2: or something like that, isn't it? That 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 um, that model. What? Uh, no.
0: What are you whoa, about? Whoa! You whoa! Slash cannibal,
2: whoa! Cannibal? What? Yeah, I was gonna say like, so I'm the sexist, but Sam's eating fucking it's a human quote, flesh.
1: It's a quote from Kate Moss, and nothing tastes better than skinny feels. Was the was the quote? So, um. and that that is that is very much of like that time, two thousand, you know, early two thousands, and I th- and it's it's annoying that as well. That she is supposed, she is portrayed as, and is not necessarily, and an, absolutely no judgment at all. but She's pre- portrayed as being really, really fat in this, and mm. like that is that is the point of like, oh, she's got these big pants on, and you yeah, know, look at I, her think, I think and all I think I think portrayed.
2: Just, uh, so, sorry, Sam, I was going to um, say I think portrayed is the wrong word because I I didn't think she was fat on screen, but the way other characters she's written that way. Yeah, yes. the way other characters speak about her and refer yeah. to her as if she's an overweight person.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I like ignoring all of that, because I do think, again, I think they overdo it in the movie, but I think it's like directly stemming from the book. And yeah, maybe yeah, where yeah, yeah. They were trying to follow the source. We talked about this before, but they were trying to follow the source material like without actually considering that. Um, and they did consider like a lot of other... It's a real... like If you read the... Um, IMDb for this it's there's a lot of like oh and uh, this person was considered and this person was considered and um, like basically any actor actor, actress um, working at the time and apparently several of them were dismissed as being too attractive for this role Um, Christ I know Um, so you know they're obviously doing what they're doing and like you know Zellweger put on the weight that much weight I guess to appear I'm trying to phrase this in a way it doesn't make me sound like a uh, misogynist. Um a realistic person? Yeah, like, well that's a because yeah. Renee Zellweger, like, you know, is an objectively attractive woman and especially in her roles before this, like, you know, that Hollywood type where she's quite skinny, underweight, I guess would be the, the, the term. So it's yeah. nice that she put in the work to like at least appear like do you know and what in, I mean? Like like well, mean, proper person who actually eats.
1: Yeah, in in the in the next film in this, um Bridget Jones and The Edge of Reason. She, I think she, I think they intentionally made her gain more weight, you know, so so that. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a bit like, still not very good, because they're still saying, "Look how fat she is," but they're just making her a little bit fatter. Yeah, and that's that's the movie saying that, not necessarily me, uh, you know. What I mean, so it's like there's there's all these there's all these like judgments. In fact, the the, the entire movie is predicated on the fact that we're going to totally objectify this woman and and that is going to be the the point however what i will do and i can hear it i can hear in my head i'll go back to what nicola was saying <laughs> to me which was that yeah but this is how this is how women also perceive themselves so when you're looking at it mm. in the terms of like if you're a woman watching this you connect with how she perceives herself because that's kind of like you know it's mirroring back mm. it, there's not to say that it's not uh, problematic but that perhaps it's coming from a point it's coming from a position
0: of it's coming from a place of commentary isn't it like that that has yes. how people think and Even I if don't think either negative. that that's necessarily just limited to women I will say that obviously you know in film short sure, this is like a different you know way of portraying that but I don't think do you know what men have issues with body image as well and like this film captures that those um, insecurities about that quite well I think mm-hmm um, the second part of that trivia before we move on off because it's, this is really funny for me anyway is that um, you know that like age old joke about method actors who like go and they do the job that they'll be doing in the film to like get in the headspace and um, <laughs> go on there's a really great American dad joke about um, something that I can't remember the name of so it can't be that great uh, this is great trivia by the way apparently, Dave. <laughs> apparently she spent a month working for a publishing house in London um, and <laughs> <laughs> hear me out uh, she got the job under a fake name because it was it was two, the year, probably in the year 2000 and you could do that then um, she did the accent because she'd been working with a voice coach for the entire month she didn't tell anyone who she was um, and she worked this job in this publishing house apparently no one really recognised her because like René Zellweger wasn't like you know an absolute superstar um, but she kept a picture a framed picture of Jim Carrey on her desk because that was her boyfriend at the time Um, and apparently after she left quite a lot of her co-workers were like yeah we did think that was really weird Um, and then obviously when they found out who she was
1: uh, (laughs) wow um, that seems anyway that just seems like a real like caper it just seems
0: totally unnecessary (laughs) oh absolutely yeah I don't don't know but I I enjoy the ridiculousness of when like actors do this Um, but what's hang on what what year did uh, me, myself and Irene come at because um,
2: that was a sort of like a not so much a rom com movie, a teen movie. And I think it's 2000. Wow. So, well, so it mean, so will guess... have been that like, will have come out the year that. Um, yeah. Yeah, the year where they were filming that or something, maybe.
1: But maybe she looks so different. Maybe she looks well, so different. Well, I think different. it's more mm. of like
0: a, she did look different and she's doing a different accent and you kind of like. Also, don't expect an actress to just suddenly start working in your office. I guess is probably the most important fact there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind um, of weird, isn't it? But you know, I just think like I can, I can kind of understand
1: it. Like, you know, you're playing, you're playing a prison guard, and you want to know how life is in in a prison. I mean, so you go and beat up a bunch of black people. Hey, Sam, easy. Yeah, but you're, but you're pay, you're playing publicist assistant, whatever job it is she's doing, and you're like okay, but why?
2: Like, what, what,
0: what, I what think, am I going to gain? What the...
2: insight are you going to exactly. get?
0: This I think from what I've read, huge it's huge. basically all stems from the, the, the her and the studio worrying about the backlash for an American playing this, you know, quite... Ah, um, there we go then. That makes like, sense. Like, quite popular Amer- uh, British character. So I think it was more to, like, work the accent so that when they did shoot the film, do you know what I mean? She could do it with a bit more confidence, knowing that, she, it was passing essentially mm-hmm. well I'll shut up because that actually that actually is very even, even
1: getting like the office banter and you know in terms of like developing an accent you're going to mm. catch much much um, you know a lot more words than you would if you were just doing it with a with a, a you know dialect coach or something So
0: well that's how Ross learned English when he came to this country <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, uh, fun side note as well How they all speak in this movie That's how you all sound to me And I'm not even joking <laughs> Oh, hello, spot of
0: tea <laughs> I, I nailed it, Ross's <laughs> Oh,
2: hello <laughs> Which is <laughs> Hello there <laughs> It's almost hello. as good as top of the
1: morning, how are we doing? Oh, I thought you were going to say ooh, almost as good as my ooh, Arnie suddenly voice Suddenly there's a lot of racing Yarr. going on in here Guys,
0: let's, let's, <laughs> let's put down our accents for now Okay um, let's 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 move let's on. Let's talk to... about Hugh Grant. Yes. Um, Speaking who of Who I want to talk about sex. next.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do we think of Hugh Grant? This is kind like... of against
0: type for Hugh Grant. Um I fucking hate Hugh Grant as a rule. Um uh... I hate his smug face. I want to hit him. Um <laughs> <laughs> say what you really feel Dave can I, wow. can I explain um, in every other movie Hugh Grant is in he's playing this really nice and really pleasant and really just like really wholesome dude and he's really nice and like so I actually quite liked him in this because it's against type and he's playing a proper scumbag and I kind of enjoyed that but well well. I think well as he, a rule Hugh family. Grant is just boring he does, <laughs> he does play he does have
1: like an edge to some of his roles doesn't he you know, like he's not always—he's
2: not always the. Ah, uh, I got—I got a side—I got a side with Dave on this one. I think he—he's yeah. always like the good boy. I think like Family Guy had the best joke about him. Well, there's this scene. He's like, I—I—I I, I, I wanted to, to 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 ask you out, but I'm just so charmingly befuddled. And they, Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's exactly it's very it. Very true. Um, yeah. Like, the only other thing I can think of, because I'm by no means like a, a Hugh Grant head, um, the other movie that's <clears> occurring to me where he plays a bit of a an arsehole, is a, about a boy. But he's not that much of an arsehole. He just doesn't want to spend all of his time with his kid, which is totally reasonable. Whereas in this movie, like, do you know what I mean? He's smoking and he's he's the bad boy. You are really connected think, with like, that film, didn't you, Dave?
2: Who isn't smoking in this film?
0: Fucking oh, hell. God, I want a cigarette.
1: Christ. In the house as oh, well, man. Like, they're smoking in the house. In, in Dude, restaurants. Just they're smoking just everywhere. Nuts. And it was all
0: fine. It was all... Oh. Fine.
1: And everyone had cancer, but it was okay because they could smoke. You know,
2: simpler times.
1: So cool I guess we're it. kind of done with Hugh Grant. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's all right in this. Like I think he's very, very overacting. I mean, goodness. Yeah, me. At least he's acting. Yeah, perhaps. at
0: least he's doing something. Colin Firth is like a fucking cutout of Colin Firth in this movie. Name one scene yeah. where he gets to do anything apart from when him and Hugh Grant have a fight. Right, I I, I disagree. This, this is secret.
2: no hang, well I'm I'm going to come in here in support of uh, Dave Sam because this is part of the reason <laughs> sorry Sam this is part of the reason I don't understand the attraction because beyond that initial thing where you know when they meet each other at the beginning of the movie oh, he's a good-looking guy and then he slags her off every interaction they have then is like hello hello
0: I'm Colin first <laughs>
2: it's just nothing there's nothing to tell you about
0: being a barrister <laughs>
2: And there's no charm in him whatsoever. What is getting her like, mmm, this is the guy. This so, is the guy. For this uh, I Ross, think he has a really
0: good job and he's good looking. Yeah, for this though, I think
1: we really need to go back to um Pride and Prejudice,
0: don't we? You know, that that is the that is the character here. That is the I'll be honest with you, Sam, that's not a property I'm super familiar with. No. Other than right. jokes in other things about
1: it, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, let's let's so Pride and Prejudice is is basically the, the set is the the, the set. It's for this story
0: this. time with Sam.
1: Yeah, but we've got two. We've got two characters. We've got <laughs> Mister Darcy, Mister Darcy, who is he is the. It's almost exactly the same. But this is a Jane Austen novel, so you kind of have to go back to that as like this is the point that they're trying to make. They're trying to make that connection with. With um this nineteenth century novel, which is you know, I kind of get it it does it does as, as an aside <laughs> oh my God. It, as an aside I think if this had been written ten years later, um I think this would be um pride and prejudice fan fiction' <laughs> That's what I think this would be in the same way that Twilight is um is ripped off from Blade. Uh, no no. I don't <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey is Rift off from Twilight. You know, that real like we're just gonna do it and then we're gonna make we're gonna make movies and make billions of dollars from it. I think is exactly the same thing. So so I kind of get Colin Firth here. I kind of get what he's going for. And I think that the I, I can't make necessarily judgment on the attractiveness of this, but I think the the kind of quiet aloof character is a very it's a very um well worn type of thing, isn't it? It's a character that we've seen it is, but throughout. It, it, and I don't It doesn't
0: I, seem to like gel with this movie and with Bridget Jones especially because like you never really understand why like you can't, I, I can kind of understand why why Colin at first character is interested in Bridget Jones because he's a very like you know um, closed up, very proper and upright barrister and Bridget Jones <coughs> is a person who like is lively and speaks her mind and isn't afraid to do you know what I mean, appear stupid or Anything like that, which is exact opposite of what he is. I can kind of understand it from that direction, but the only the only reason I can understand Bridget Jones being interesting, interested in this character is number one, she's got a real fetish for Pride and Prejudice character. That's that's the front runner. Number two is that he's really handsome. He doesn't say much, and he has a nice job. Like, I just I don't feel like the film does a good enough job at explaining why she's so interested in this man.
2: I'll just say, if I didn't know this was supposed to be a rom com, I would think every scene with Colin Firth in it, I would think, well, he's going to go into another room and put a shotgun in his mouth. He's just (laughs) so miserable. I'm laughing. Yeah, um, don't I don't get it? I don't get it. But thanks for the Pride and Prejudice thing, Sam. That was super (laughs) helpful.
0: (laughs) Can't read a book. (laughs) <laughs> no, go and listen to a podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah, Sam! We no, talked no. about this. Um,
2: <laughs> the, so Tell who, me about I Mason mean, Men, Sam.
0: Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> the other, the other characters, uh, just, just very quickly. Drew, Jim Broadbent. I always like Jim Broadbent in pretty oh, much anything so I see. nice, him. yeah. Isn't, isn't he yes. good? He's just, he, he's like one of those real. I don't want to say forgotten gems of British um, acting, but mm. he, he doesn't come up enough. For me, as like an actor who just this very small role, he completely carries it. Yes. To the point where I said to Nicola, like, um, Bridget's dad and and uh, what's
2: her mum? I was like, "There's the real love story of the movie. (laughs) Look at those two Sam, you're completely right. Because I was even saying to him when I was watching it, I was like, "I'm more interested in the dad and how he's dealing with his wife leaving him than I give a fuck about Bridget." Yes. You know, this
0: guy is heartbroken. His life's falling apart. It feels more realistic yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah I'm, i cared more about him than i did about bridget and her fucking problems and the, the bit
1: where the bit where the wife the the, the, the bridget's mum comes in and he says to her husband you know oh i'm just i'm so sorry and I, I hope you'll you know will you forgive me and he's like oh you know it's been it's been it's been a lot you know it's been this has been really hard and then she starts crying and Says, oh shut up <laughs> of course i will <laughs> shut up your stupid tarts yeah <laughs> Which is really, it's like a very real moment, isn't it? In the in a, in a, mm. in a, in a
0: very exaggerated movie, you know, as, as they go. Um, it's a classic example of like, you're watching a film and you're like, God, I, w- I wish I was watching that movie that's going on inside this movie. Yeah. You know? Just fucking rewind it a bit and just,
1: yeah, that's it there. Go down. Go
0: there's one. legs there. There's legs there. Jim Bromberg's an interesting character. That, w- that bloke the wife's going out with, he's beating her up, apparently. He seems like an interesting character who you could really despise in a movie. You know, mm-hmm. give me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely.
1: So, are we done with the cast?
2: Um, I was just gonna do uh, an aside with the cast. Um, the guy who plays Uncle Jeffrey, J- Jeffrey, James Faulkner. I want to say, uh, like, he doesn't. You know, he's not overly sort of impressive, but I will say, like, I think he was one of the best performances in it, purely because at the start of the movie you see him, and before he doesn't, you know, she says, "Oh, that's my Uncle Jeffrey." And the way he's looking at her, I'm like, something wrong with that fucking uncle,
0: you know. And, 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 Ross, and then he looked at the casting card. It said Uncle Jeffrey Pervert, and that's, that's all <laughs> yeah, the direction yeah. he was given. But, but, but Dave, he conveyed that to
2: me by the way he looked at her. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's how good he was. And I was like, this yeah. uncle, he's not on the level. And then he squeezes her. Out. I was like, what it's, is going on?
0: <laughs> it's a real compliment to this movie that I think that you get quite a lot of like minor <clears throat> characters like that who. Mm. You know, some of them aren't even named but you know enough about them do you know what I mean? You know enough about them and they're doing enough a good enough job. Like the um the woman who works with Bridget, uh she's also very, very good for yeah. that. Like she's not really doing a lot Petua. to affect the plot, Petua. But you know, you get <laughs> that this is an officious bitch and she hates Bridget, not because of any other reason than like she wants to succeed in her job, you know? And yeah. like you get um a few characters like that throughout where you're like Oh, yeah, I get it. I get all of that. And that's, you know, they're doing a really good job acting. And that's a compliment to this movie is that the small cogs in it are doing a really, like, a really workmanlike but good job in the background.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, even, even the friends, even Bridget's friends, I think are really, like, it's very identifiable, isn't it, some of the character traits. You know, the the very sweary woman is the one that always, sticks out to me, is like, yeah, I can really imagine someone like that. I think it's, and I think a lot of that comes from... um from the book as well and, and kind of the writer's experiences of, you know, posh people in London in the 90s <laughs> and all these all these people who, who have their own flats and aren't living in a, uh, renting a flat share with eight other people who are all lawyers, you know, like
2: there's, there's all these. Well, that's the 90s, isn't it? That's, yeah. the, you know, when yeah. you can afford oh, your own place. Yeah, this
0: woman can just go out and get interviews for jobs she's wildly not qualified for. Uh-huh. It's fantastic, isn't it?
2: Another reason why, another reason why I hate her. like the housing she's got, she's able to get jobs that are high paying and she's underqualified for. Everything disgusts me. Yeah, these days <laughs>
0: that, that lease is void. She's smoking in that flat. That's void, you've done. Yeah. You're being thrown out, love. You're on the street. Yeah, you lost your deposit immediately. Good luck getting yeah. that back. Well, she
2: would have been thrown along before because the landlord would have chucked her out and then divvied that one apartment up into even smaller apartments. Then, then that's triple <laughs> the money. one with she's no, got no a window balcony. <laughs> yeah. y- y- yes. Anyway, let's let's get off this because I will burn things. Damn, real estate. So the, the
1: thing I want to talk about, and I, and I think it comes down to the to the um, Colin Firth character, is like there is a very very set structure character, for most rom- in inverted commas. Okay, yeah, well wait for it because there, there, there's a real like set structure for rom coms, um, and I think that. This is a good example of a film that follows the structure but does something a little bit different. And if you if you kind of knew, if you know what to look for, you can tell immediately that Colin Firth is the one that's going to be the the, the loving, you know, ultimately who should end up with, and not Hugh Grant. Um The starting point is the meet cute, which is where boy meets girl, effectively, and we get this, we 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 see this with um Hugh Grant. At the at the office, the kind of I guess it's not really a meet cute because they kind of know each other, but with Colin Firth, it is very much a meet cute because we get the 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 awkward conversation, and I think that to to the film's credit, it's doing this structure. So again, meet cute, but it makes it, it it adds its own its own twist because we get like this horribly awkward conversation, and then as you say, Ross, he
0: just directly insults her, <laughs> and her mother, and mean, her mother's cooking. Her. He's incredible. Incredibly rude. Maybe ruder yeah. than I've ever been about somebody. Especially like, yeah, sure, in the car on the way home when you know you're not being overheard. But at the party that she's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking at speaking a, 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 a volume which
2: you know you he, he can hear across the room. <laughs> it's, it's not even across the room. He's just in front of her in the line at the buffet. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's in front Honestly, of her.
0: Honestly, Colin Firth seems like the biggest prick in the world. He also just dumps that girlfriend he has. At a second's notice. Yeah, but I'm you sorry. You know that horrible it. woman we've been making fun of for a year. Yeah, I'm in love with her, so I'm off. I'll see you later. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> oh no! To that
1: girlfriend, Miss Honey in Matilda. I was like, yes. it's it's Miss Honey. Oh my God, she looks so different. Um, so the meat cube. But what's important, right? What's important for the, in in the formula is that you have opposites attract. Like if the woman is bubbly and night, then the guy's going to be cold and stoic. And the other way around as well. So, so I think Bridget th-
0: Jones is a character, and Mark Darcy <laughs> isn't a character. I got that. Isn't you. I'm up, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you also get you also get like the moments where um, there's there's the friends. Think about this scene in a movie where they're all chat. All, the, all the women are out having a drink, and they're all chatting, saying, "Oh, just leave him." Or, "Oh, he's you know like it." it there's so many of these scenes you can think of from yeah romantic comedies. But again, the film is doing something a little bit different because it's like you've got this really caustic group of friends, which actually they're kind of horrible to her, which is, which is a bit funny as well. Um, like They don't really... They're kind of invested, but you kind of get a sense that they're a bit fucking sick of this woman. who just Why, why won't you just get her life to, together? And when, they're, when it's just the three of them, they sit and talk shit about her all the time. You know, oh, here she comes fucking moping again.
0: Oh, hi, Bridget. How are you doing? It's, just like, it's like any group of friends, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like this group of friends. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll chat later, Ross. I, I wouldn't. I would yeah. say friends.
0: Yeah. Colleagues, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm colleagues, texting you
2: right perhaps. now, Sam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the other point, the other point again, is is the point where the like, not the all is lost moment, but you the the boy loses girl thing, um, and that is where, obviously, there's some bust up, and then we 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 kind of have a fractious moment. Where we don't think they're gonna. They're going to turn out, um, and then finally they obviously reconcile. There's a usually a speech, and then they kiss. Now, what's interesting with this film, I think, is that it's doing this Colin Firth. And if you just took rid of get rid of Hugh Grant, it is very much just following that formula. You know, if you just get rid of Hugh Grant entirely, then it's just going to be meet you, don't like each other, bump into each other again, kind of maybe warm up a little bit, have some shared connection, and then boom. Um, argument and then go <clears> home. <throat> That's kind of the film, but by adding Hugh Grant into it, I think it really fucks up the whole um, mix because you think that she's happy in the first twenty-five minutes. You know, she's she's walking on the bridge, looking all delighted with herself, and the billboards are saying, "I'm drinking less. I'm I'm having sex more." And then it, it like the film is purposefully like almost lulling you to false sense of security where. He's going to be the dickhead um, that gets gets a uh, broken hearted, and Colin Firth has to be the one to come in. So I do think it is a I do think it is a clever screenplay. I, I do think it is a clever film that's trying something different, you know, compared to uh, Four Weddings, a funeral, whatever else that has come before this. Uh, and I think it should be credited for that. You know, it, it's not it's not just so formulaic as as it might seem on the surface.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, like I said, I didn't hate this movie, and I've been a bit more, maybe, disparaging than I actually feel because there's a lot to make. There's a lot to dislike in this. Um, and I'm certain you agree, Ross. Um, <laughs> but, like, I get what you mean, Sam. The structure of this is. It, it kind of is inverting some of that, and the Hugh Grant character, who is kind of like a. He's just a chaotic force in this, which I kind of like. Yes. Um, yes. Ultimately, if you try and let, let's try and like get to the bottom right now, the three of us, because obviously we're clever enough, and this is super relevant for this twenty-year-old movie. Um, let's try and get to the bottom of like what does Hugh Grant's character want in this movie? Um, my take. He, he is wants that... to
2: dick. That's 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 all he wants.
0: No, he, but I think it's just... more than that, Ross. I think initially, yes, he wants to fuck, and he does, and then he's like, well, actually, I'd rather be fucking this American woman, so he goes off to do that. Um, yeah. And then he only comes in back in later, seemingly, like initially because he wants to fuck Bridget Jones again because he thinks he can just turn up and do that, which, I mean, yes. if Colin Firth wasn't there, absolutely you can. Yes. Um, but when he sees Colin Firth, it changes. It then becomes about, well, I'm not that fuss, but fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they've got history, that seems they? to be his motivation is like, well, fuck this Colin Firth guy. I, I think-
2: don't... You- go sorry, go on, go on Ross. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's that of oh, Colin Firth is here, you know, now I'll not bother. But I think it's that sort of because I, I I know sort of like guys who who play the field, you know, Dave, you know, my brother Jeffrey, he's one of them, and um, and it's this mental... playing the field,
0: Ross, and there's what your brother does, They're two different things, <laughs>
2: and there's literally fucking the field, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's this mental, <laughs> hey, no, that, w- that would
0: be that would be productive, Sam. That's not, not Jeffrey's
2: mo. <laughs> but it's this mental um sort of n- not abuse but it's manipulation you know and it's that's sort of like to try and evoke certain reactions from them and so you know in a certain certain scenarios they do these certain things to try and get these certain reactions from women and I think that's what it is uh, and it's the, uh, with the end goal of being uh, you know n- now that the um, the the pretty American woman's gone now I want to dick her again please it's excuse my, my term about of dicking. Like-
0: Yeah, please excuse Ross, is incredibly crass. Yeah, yeah. apologies. Um, But no, I get what you mean, He's just worried because he knows Amy's going to listen to this. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, He doesn't want to sleep in the garden shed anymore. It's cold out there this time of year. Uh, I get what you mean, Ross, and it's kind of like a, like you can tell that, and I think it's actually quite competently written for that character where Mm. like he's more interested in like, like a three-year-old, like a grown-up three-year-old. He wants the things he wants because he wants them.
2: Yeah, do you know what I yeah. mean? Rather yeah.
0: than any motivation, like Mark Darcy wants to wants to go out with wants to see Bridget Jones because of you know we talked about like Mark you know, Darcy sh-
2: just wants to end it all, Dave. That's what Mark Darcy wants. <laughs> Sorry,
0: but in the meantime, he wants to explore the <laughs> relationship with this woman who's so totally different to him. You do you know what I mean? Because he maybe sees something that he wants there in terms of like the way that the way that she comports herself. Um, whereas Hugh Grant is kind of like like you said he's he's just kind of manipulating this woman and he enjoys manipulating this woman also he's her boss like there's a whole like yep. you know abuse of power thing going on from the very first second you know like me too era like he's sending emails to this woman who works for him like incredibly suggestive emails um and I, I don't upset. think we should
2: i don't think we should delve into that because i think it's a deeper discussion and i don't think we're uh, equipped enough to, to discuss that
0: no, no no i don't think we should delve into it i just wanted to like point it out no but like it a, is it, it, the, the, the Hugh Grant character is like a very morally bankrupt person.
2: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the only thing I'll he's sexually is... harassing her. Like, yeah. well, see, this is the thing. I'm she's, kind of, like... she's kind of into it, right? She is <laughs> kind of into exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. But is she, if if she's into it is it is, it, is it is it? Do you class it as harassment anymore? Absolutely, That's... yes, because absolutely, yes. What? Be-
0: yes, because.
2: Right, so because so, so Sam, a when you started when you started courting Nikki. Or Nicola, sorry, were you, were you sexually <laughs> harassing? Her?
0: Like edit that sentence out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> were you sexually harassing your now wife when right, you were recording no,
0: Ross, her? Russ, Russ,
1: Russ, he has a position of authority over her, so it is an, an inappropriate relationship. Oh, with, like, ab-
2: absolutely, I have no argument there. No right, argument so, whatsoever. But, the,
1: but anyway, anyway, anyway but, but but I think that the the, the <laughs> this is why par- I did not want to
2: discuss it. This is yeah. exactly why. <laughs> Because because it because is sexual of the, harassment, right? The even, even though of
0: the power in that situation, I've got this. Yeah. The yeah. the reason it's sexual harassment, regardless of whether Bridget Jones is into it, Ross, is that Hugh Grant holds all the cards in that situation, and therefore, even if Bridget Jones is initially into it, like she may feel like she has to remain into it because otherwise she'll lose a job. And she, like, she quits a job. If yeah. you're in a if you're in a situation like that. Like it's still sexual harassment, and from a company point of view as well. Like they find out about that, they're like, "Yeah, that's sexual harassment, mate. You can't do that." Okay. Except it's yeah. the 90s I'm, and it's listen, publishing, so fuck I'm it. Not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying at the beginning it wasn't sexual harassment.
2: I'm right, not. We saying... don't need to get into this, Russ. <laughs> just give it up. <laughs> no, well, no, because you guys had the last word. <laughs> and I feel like I need well, to, well, stop like to... trying
0: to defend Hugh Grant on this. I would just really like. What, what I'd like. Why what do you I'd have
2: like
1: so many to... stakes
0: in defending this <laughs> harasser?
1: What I'd like to do though is just com- is just make the comparison between Hugh Grant and Firth, because that's what the film's about, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's about, easy.
2: Hugh Grant. It's about this I would probably womanizer. have a drink with Firth, I'd want to leave the room immediately. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's about it's about this loud, loud and life womanizer who is very fun, very engaging. You know, he sings. He's he's uh, on the boats and being silly and all this stuff. And then yeah, you've got yeah, yeah. the the this more stoic, the more kind of like you know, tall, Miserable. dark, and handsome, silent type type of character. He's 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 like a Cary Grant style in that he's not conventionally
0: um, uh, attractive, but you you through his except how he's how conventionally attractive he is. Well, he's.
1: <laughs> I I think I think Hugh Grant's more of a pretty boy, isn't he? Versus Colin Firth, who you think would be a bit more.
0: What am I, yeah, what, what, am I what evidence right have now? we got? What evidence have we got, literally, guys, that Colin Firth is attractive, or that people find Colin Firth attractive? Like, I'm literally, saying what that, evidence no. have we got? From I'm that? saying,
1: I'm saying that it's a different type of attraction, and so like the, the representations of masculinity are very, very different between the two. That's what I'm saying. I think, and I think that the the, the film the film is doing a good job of like representing those two different types or, or archetypes of men in a way that I think connects with the audience i.e women who are watching this so th- so that difference it doesn't actually matter what almost matter what the characters are individually but it matters the contrast between them and then and then they get them you know it's sl- sl- like slinging punches at each other um and and physically going at it in terms of right well like she's my girl and all this stuff as opposed to uh something more you know less dramatic <laughs> than that which is which
0: it's is a funny. great fight that because it's not it's not even like she's my girl it's she's not your girl I think yeah. it's like the through the window of, that
1: is the bit that I really like when when he just few grand just thrusts <laughs> through no, a fucking glass window
0: the bit I loved the bit I loved <laughs> was when they all stop to start sing happy birthday to that little Greek boy yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. so um, uh, I'm that glad fight, you brought up the fight the way, that fight by the way was, was not choreographed yeah you can tell I know, but you, no, but it's good because you can tell. it first has got the idiots. reach on Hugh Grant. I feel like it played out yeah. like you think.
1: The, these two idiots have never thrown a punch in their in lives. Their lives. Because yes, they're, because yes. they're rich. Yes, they're rich and entitled. Um, you know, fucking guys who, who have no, who, who have never been in that situation before, so, and it, and they play they play it like that. And I think it's actually t- to the film's um, benefit. That, yeah, yeah, that you get a, a fight, a film, that, a fight that looks really. Stupid. I just, <laughs> yeah, like I that.
2: just want to say, but yeah, because in real life, most fights devolve into like a hugging match. You know, trying to get a guy in a headlock or something like that. What What annoyed me about the fight, and here comes pedantic cast, is that like you, one of you guys mentioned, like the the fight nearly ends with being, you know, they both go through the the plate glass window of the front of a restaurant, right? Never mind. the the only injury one of them seems to have is a little bit of blood <laughs> trickling from his mouth. They went through a window onto the street that shattered glass all around them, not a scratch on them other than a cut you lip. You could
1: cut your femoral um, artery you're doing that like
2: really here's a, here's easily. Here's a question. Here's a question. Really um, easily. Hang on, Dave. Hasn't
0: your brother kicked his way through a window in a shop front before?
2: I mean, I, I can tell that story if you want.
0: But. No, I don't want you to tell me the story. What I'm saying is, like, do you remember specifically him saying... Oh yeah, and I was covered in cuts and bruises. No, well, you he know? kicked
2: it through first, and then he went through the window.
0: Oh, I suppose, I suppose that is different. Yeah, no one's yeah,
2: jumping it's... through
1: plate glass unless it's sugar glass, like in films. <laughs> yeah, like, do unless not they do shoot ever. it first
2: and then jump through. Do not do that. <laughs> you will <laughs> die. Gotcha. But, you cut your neck. But, Good message. but after, yeah, I'm Ross, and I endorse this message. <laughs> but after, after they go through the window, right, and then the, you know they both get up and he gives him the final blow. Colin Firth walks away. And then a few minutes later, Hugh Grant gets up and walks away. No one from the restaurant is like, uh, you need to pay for my fucking window. No one's saying that. No they
1: were one's out like, there um, cheering, were not they? The guys were out there cheering, like egging well, them. Well the on. message,
0: as ever, is that um these poor immigrants who are running this restaurant, um, fuck them because he's a rich white man and they'll do what they like. Hugh uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. does say to the guy that he um he puts his hand in his dinner or something. And yeah, just, I'll pay. Oh, I'll pay for this. Oh, 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 I'm very sorry. I'll pay for that. Yes, I'm very sorry. And so I guess, I guess maybe he goes back later with his checkbook and
0: uh, squares everyone up. But
2: <laughs> gives yeah. them Hugh Grant's character's details. Yeah, he lives he here. He's
0: right. <laughs> he's fine because he's fine. He is a that. Queen's Counsel, and therefore he would lose his job and everything if he was convicted of, say, <laughs> getting in a fight and vandalising this restaurant. That's a nice idea, Dave. I think in reality, you know,
1: the uh, establishment would just.
0: Would be fine with Overlook that, it. Overlook you know. it. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine establishing um, hushing up uh, privileged <laughs> white people smashing up restaurants. Sam, imagine that conversation. Imagine that conversation. Power.
1: <laughs> imagine <laughs> multiple like, times.
0: Imagine that someone becoming prime minister who was famous for smashing up restaurants with his mates because he was rich. Imagine and that. Then it sort happened of world, again, guys. And then it happened imagine- again. <laughs> Dave, he times, he became Dave, Prime Minister.
2: Dave, imagine them finding out about, you know, the people who have to cover it up. Imagine them hearing about it for the first time. Like, oh, so, oh, I need something to go away. Okay, what has happened? Well, I was in a fight. Oh, okay, very serious. Well, there was no punches thrown at you. Okay, and then what happened? We went through a restaurant window. You went through a restaurant window? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and were there any injuries? No, no, cut lip. It's fine. Oh, oh, okay. And And you paid them for the window? Oh, no. No, I
0: didn't do that. I didn't,
2: I didn't want to accept liability. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's clever, He's Lawyered up. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Is there God, any? Is
1: there any kind of like? Uh, let's not really. I don't think we need to run through the plot necessarily. But is there any kind of scenes in this that you thought were particularly fun? The Tarts and Vickers po- um, costume party, which ended up not being that. That kind of made me laugh a little bit, especially when there was the. Um, the the ant, who who also <laughs> hiding, had been told, yeah. <laughs> like tr- trying to run from what bush to bush because she's she's dressed as a tart. Um, I thought that was quite funny.
0: There were some funny bits in that. I also liked the bit where the mum, who is a good character, great character in this again, very we'll good, the, the parents, um, says to says to Bridget, she's like, oh look, uh, you know, oh Joni didn't get the message either, and Joni's like, <laughs> I did get the message. <laughs> the mum yes. was basically saying oh you're dressed like a tart and she's like no these are my nice clothes that was actually <laughs> una
1: um who i think is her mom's friend but yeah uh, played by celia and, and Gemma jones plays um bridget's mom so there's i i really like um her jemma jones's performance actually especially alongside the the the, the boyfriend that she gets the Salesman, TV salesman, whatever it is. David Dickinson.
0: Um, I mean, not David Dickinson.
2: Obviously. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy from CVS.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. There's a bit yeah. she because he's got he's got a very he's got a very deep tan, you know, orange, and then yeah, yeah. And then the dad says he looks red now, and then when she comes in, <laughs> she like, up close he's actually purple.
0: I <laughs> 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 it was great. It was really good. It's a really. There good are line. some funny bits in this. Uh, a funny bit I liked. um was early on, um, Bridget Jones just gets really drunk by herself singing along to something. Um all by, all by myself. myself. Yeah. yeah. But worry. all it is is like is kind of like it clipping in between and it's this, you know, wine bottle getting steadily emptier and emptier and emptier. And it's just a I I think it's a very well shot scene because it's a static camera, um, and obviously like cutting in between time frames. Um but I think it's just a good performance from um Zellweger to just be like we talked last week about Anna Faris just being up for like embarrassing herself. Like, that's a pretty embarrassing, you know, scene. That it's It, it really made me laugh.
1: Well, it's hit it's, home it, for it, Dave.
0: It really hit home for me, yes, because I also drink by myself.
1: <laughs> and I'm alone. <laughs> it's okay. I am,
0: I, yes, I am very alone. Thank, thanks for that, Ross. Uh, <laughs> you got it. It really, really, really means a lot, bud. <laughs>
1: Um, in terms of, in terms of moving on, in terms of, I uh, will get embarrassed. <laughs> My aside. crushing
0: loneliness aside, <laughs> it's okay, Dave. It's okay.
1: The bit at the end, and, and maybe we should talk about the ending now because this is where I have, this is where I have like deeper, deeper problems with this movie. The bit where um, she finally gets. Uh, Mark Darcy. He, he comes back from I mean, he literally travels back from America which is fucking nuts like, <laughs> to come all the way back from New York. Um have you not heard of a phone? I don't I know the internet isn't entirely popular. Was Concorde
0: still, uh, Concord still running in two thousand in two thousand
1: and one? I think maybe two thousand one was when Concorde no two thousand three I think maybe Concorde uh,
0: That's a anyway, short trip but, then but, oh, yeah but, Concorde but, he's fine he's like a couple of hours no problem he, he can afford it he can afford
1: it the and so there's and then he reads the diary um which is very very like what are you doing you see you you see a book and you're glancing around you know flicking through a magazine and then you see something that looks obvious like a diary surely yeah. you would just close the diary over walk you away I mean, yeah walk away Con- sit down you wouldn't guys, continue guys, reading
0: guys 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 i'm sorry are you pretending you wouldn't have a little like yeah, I wouldn't pick it up and start reading it, but I might glance at the page and see what it said.
1: Erm, um, I guess so. Oh, like, don't, don't
0: come like this with me. She's in the other room, you think. Oh, it's just there. I'll just have a just have a quick look, and I'll I'll, I'll keep my wits about me, just in case she comes in, and I can quickly step away. She's got no idea, it's fine.
2: This is why you're alone, Dave.
0: Like it, Alros. wounded,
2: wounded. <laughs> I'm sorry, Straight guys. I, there, I, like I, saw, I saw I saw the shot and I took it. He took it.
1: The but but well either way but he, he reads the he reads a diary which I think is questionable and then storms off uh, and for for reasons that we we assume that he's very pissed because it says I hate him I hate him I hate him in the diary. Um and then and then in terms of René Zellweger just being totally up for it. She then runs through London in her pants. For some reason, she didn't have t- time to put trousers on. Not really sure why um, she didn't consider that. But she's just running through the, the, the streets in her pants. And obviously, close set and everything. But you, I think you ha- do have to appreciate the statement that we did with Anna Faris in Just Friends of, like that's an actress who is just like, yeah, that's fine, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, though, let's do it,
2: let's do it. One thing know, it would be... one thing you you, you just uh, neglected to mention, Sam, um, is that w- before she goes running after him, she she realises that he's read her diary. And then mm. it's, instead of being, and she goes out to the window shouting for him, oh, what's his name? Not Clive. It's not important, <laughs> Mark. Mark. Mark, Mark come, you know, uh, Mark is shouting for him, and he's walking <laughs> off. <laughs> Dwight and, Darcy, uh, <laughs> and so, and, but the reaction. Yeah, Clive Darcy.
1: We've been she, speaking about this movie. You've watched it for two hours. We've been talking about it for an hour.
2: I hate His it name. so much, Sam. I hate this movie so much. But no, but she, she realizes now that he she he was reading her diary. She shouts after him, but she's not angry. She's like, "Oh, please come back! I want a bang!" But she's not pissed off that she he like just invaded her privacy. You know, she turns her back for five minutes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Like, like well, you well,
1: have no, but that that sets that goes to my point. I'll, I'll let you guys come in a second, but I just want to I just want to put this as a point of discussion because go back to the beginning. We talked about like the overall arc of the movie and of the characters in the movie specifically. I think that Bridget Jones needs to be a little bit more punchy here um, because number one, he invades a privacy, to, which is fine, but. <coughs> He he walks off, right? He doesn't turn round, even though surely he can hear her. Yeah. And if he was pissed, that's fine. He carries on walking, but he doesn't. Tu- you know, he doesn't turn around and even glance back and see what's going on. Like there's, there's just. I just think, if that was me, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why, why did you just walk off? Do you know it's what I mean?" Mark like, Darcy character is a serial killer, <laughs> genuinely. Like. <laughs> He doesn't act like a person. He is Dexter. Like, there is there is there is one scene in this movie, and it's when they're cooking, where he acts like a person. Every other single scene he's in, he is acting like a fucking maniac.
1: <laughs> Just storming down the street to buy a diary at like half past twelve at night, or wherever it is in London. Yeah, you know, like it's a bit of a weird thing to be going to to do. But I, I I do think so. Then Bridget Jones chases after him, and 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 the problem I have is that straight away she's just really like she's almost begging him Fawning. to ignore what it said in the diary, and I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you, you you the character would be better served if she just had a moment where it was about her actually being having confidence because she has absolutely no confidence. No control really about what's happening. Agency throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah, and I was kind of looking for a point where she said, "Hey, what the fuck? Don't what? are, yeah. what are you doing? You know, don't don't walk away from me. I'm trying to do just something. <clears throat> she she does say to Hugh Grant. Um, first time she says in the office, piss off. You know, I'm I'm leaving and. Yeah. Which, which I think is a good scene. I really like that. I liked that moment. I was all for. Her. I was like, well done. And then the bit when he's on the ground and and she basically says, I need you know I need more. I need more than mundane. I need an extraordinary or something like that. But even still, like he he cheated on her, dumped her, and very explicitly told her why for some sexy American woman. And then comes crawling back when all that falls apart. Like, surely that's the point we say, uh, "Fuck off, mate!" <clears throat> like, get the
0: fuck. Yes, <laughs> I yes, yeah, yes. Think, but she never seizes that um, that power in in this movie. And like, and the final scene with Colin Firth, I think, is is yet more like supplication from this woman where. We never get that t- turn in a movie about like a woman not being confident and not knowing. Do you know what I mean? Like at being at the begging, being being at the mercy of these like horrible men. You never get a moment where she realizes that like actually I'm a person and I can maybe like seize control of my own life and maybe maybe like having a man isn't going to fix all of my problems. Like that would have maybe been a bit more satisfying, but we don't get it at all. Yeah. I would have liked at the end of this movie because um, the friends aren't really in it, but. In this scene, her and her mates are all going to Paris for New Year or something. Um, they're like literally leaving when Mark Darcy appears. Like I would have liked for there to be like a, you know, um, well actually I was just going to Paris with my mates for New Year and him being like, oh, and her being like, like maybe like, you know, well I'll tell you what. Maybe Mark, we can meet up if, after if, I'm back. Yeah. No, like tell you what, Mark, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're serious about this, then you'll still be here when I come back in three days. And then the last scene can him be him still being there in three days rather than like, mm. you know, oh now we're gonna yeah. bang, yeah, great.
1: But we come back to the formula. We come back to the formula. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you directly from it because it's it's very pertinent. So number one is the speech in, So number four is the speeching. kisses is a final part of the the, the structure. Uh, quote: When the chaser eventually catches up with the the person he's chasing, an epic <laughs> verbal predatory it does but an epic verbal declaration of love is sure to follow in fact the speech will likely be so epic that it would dispel any any remaining notions of such events <laughs> actually occurring in reality <laughs> and and this is where the grand the the, the the miscommunication will be forgotten and the rest of the movie is, is is just them happy ending and so i do kind of as much as what we as much as i think from if you're trying to do justice to the characters it's kind of like these characters are there to serve the overarching structure of the movie and, and rom-coms are formulaic and you need this in the film. And that's, you know, when I was speaking to Nicola about this, that's what she was, she was very clear that you couldn't have that moment. And I think it's a really nice line actually where um, Bridget Jones says, nice, nice, nice boys don't kiss like that. And then he says, yes, they fucking do. Which I think is a great, is a great line to finish a film on. But you can't have that. You can't have that moment. You can't tie up the formula if you have Bridget Jones saying, uh, fuck you, pal. Do you know what I mean? And having a bit more a bit more power and agency. And and maybe it's for other films to do that. Maybe that's the, the kind of argument for this is like, this isn't the film for her to have that moment. She can do that. Or a character can do that in, in a different movie. Um so I kind of not sure. Trying to do is it? No, no. So judging it for what it's trying to do, I think it's probably very successful. But maybe in a different world, like if they remade it today, I think, you know, as a straight remake with whole different characters and whatever else, or maybe in twenty years, I think they won't make those same choices. They will make her much more punchy, much more having to willing to take control and having agency. You know, compared to someone who's just kind of, you
0: know, is, is, a, yeah. is a bit of a... Well, she's um, kind of superfluous to this whole... Not superfluous, obviously, because she's the main character, but she's not a driving force behind any of it. No. Um, Darcy and Cleaver, which is uh, we haven't mentioned, I think is um, is uh, Hugh Grant's character name is Daniel Cleaver. Uh, Hugh Grant, <laughs> you mean? <laughs> uh, what did I say? Hugh Grant. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> okay, good. Good, because I thought I might have said another toothy British guy um, like they have this antagonism that's like not even related to Bridget Jones at all yes totally. it, like they have they have this whole like you know like they're ex- not fighting fest. over her there is a cut of this movie in which Bridget Jones is a side character like yeah. and the story is about these two characters fucking despising each other because Hugh Grant fucked this guy's wife, Japanese wife I don't know why we get told she's Japanese quite as often as we do oh, um, oh right we do. like I I have a line of it. So they they say this.
1: They say the, the mom says um, that the Japanese are very cruel. Jesus, <laughs> I know, right? But but, uh, but the first time, but the first time you're like, okay, she's a bit of a racist. But all right, that's what they're trying to do as a character. Then Bridget Jones says it in that imaginary introduction, uh, introducing Mark Darcy to somebody else. Um, your cruel raced wife, is <laughs> what they say, which is wow. nuts. And then there's... they do it a third time. It's there's a third joke where they talk about the Japanese being very cruel, and you're like <laughs> fucking out. Like I can imagine. It's the, w- it's the one only time 2000s, to show that someone's racist, we're not very
0: respectful of other races. <laughs> no,
1: one time to show someone's racist. Twice if you really really like the joke, right? But three times. You're just a fucking racist. What are you doing? Yeah. I, maybe it's a line from the book,
0: but fucking hell. I think it must be because this is a very white movie as well. Uh, we haven't really talked about. I, I'm trying to think of a of a character of color in this movie at all. I uh, I, I can't. Uh, no, uh, I don't think there is. No, I don't no. think, I don't uh, think it's there is. And like, and that's. No, it's not fine. You know, this is a movie set in London, an incredibly multicultural city, and there isn't a fucking there isn't a non-white face to be seen. But it's mm-hmm.
2: set in London with rich people. Yeah. Yes. There you are.
0: Which is
1: which is again. It's just it's it's a, it's, you know. I I say oh, it's time, but I don't I don't mean that as an excuse. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that's the reason why. You know, like yeah, we yeah. we that's haven't really got there yet, is. have we? Yeah.
2: Wasn't there a line as well, like where she's introducing her friends and she just refers to one of her friends, uh, Tom, I think his name is, who you know, and he he's he's gay, and she just refers to him as, oh, he's a massive puff. Yeah,
1: I think Whoa. twice. Yeah.
2: I think twice. Several they, times, they so said I, I think he the he parents
0: yeah. say puff a lot as well. Um, Two thousand one. Well done, guys. Yeah.
1: Well done. How you've aged? <laughs> um, <laughs> poorly. So, I guess, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Anything that really you know,
2: nope. strikes you? Put it in um, the ground and bury it. Put it in the ground and bury it. I really hated this movie. Really hated it.
0: I, I, so It's one of those things where um, you've infected me, Ross. Not infected me. Um, <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should maybe not say words just, like just, that. During just get our, a shot oh, and it'll oh. clear up, don't worry. Whoa, during our whoa. current <laughs> pandemic. Um, but uh, what I mean is that like, I've come in, I came into the podcast thinking... You know, actually, I I enjoyed bits of this movie and I laughed. I think I think the comedy aspect of it, I think is pretty good. I think when this movie's funny, I think it's intentional and it's well done. Um, I just think it's the like the rom portion of the rom com. Like if you shine a light on it even a little, you're a bit like why why are they doing anything that they're doing? Mm. Mm. Um, I do think it's quite a well made <laughs> movie, uh, but you know, like it's like a it's a don't think about it movie. But maybe. It's because I'm a man, maybe that's it. I just yeah. don't get it.
2: I, I think for me the reason I might hate it so much is because you know I mentioned before you know it's that you know the the upper class English sort of thing, but also it's it's a movie that's 20 years old and this is my first time watching it, and so maybe I'm being a bit harsh. You know I need to you know cut it some slack because it's two decades old. I'm not ruling out that as a possibility, but I really didn't like it.
1: Mm. I, I I do I do understand it like it's not. I laughed at bits you know it wasn't like a a a laugh every minute type thing for me but i I, well i think you mentioned it there just i I think it is a really really well made movie i think the screenplay in particular is just like it's really really tight and everything is everything that they're trying to do they get they do well or they get away with enough you know so you're not completely um The immersion isn't broken, I think, which is which is kind of what you want for a film like this, especially rom coms where everything is a bit weird and a bit over the top, and it's exaggerated, and that's kind of the point, you know. So as soon as you break that immersion, you end up in a position of going, "What?" You know, and I understand that you could come away feeling that, but for me, I think it was like it was enough. Um, And I also think the context of this is important as well. There's not this is a I'm gonna say it's it's a seminal movie for what it's trying to do at the time, and you can see the um, knock-on effect to films like Bridesmaids, you know, like films for women that aren't that aren't framing it in a way that's it's all nicey-nicey. like she's a that women
0: realistic... Aren't per- it's it's a real like um, rejection of the porcelain doll rom com.
1: Yes, absolutely, um, pretty woman. You know, you know there's a good I don't example. If, I don't know if
0: we're doing like a really. Classic old-fashioned rom com this month, but you know that it's that idea that like women are you know on this pedestal and perfect and flawless. Not, and then This is kind of like a rejection of that. And oh yeah, women are people too, which is kind of what I they're I'm not shitting about their the pants.
1: Movie. Yeah, they're not shitting their pants in a um in a in a, a wedding dress that they're trying on, which I think that'll come scene. later. That will come later. It, it's a that's a scene from Bridesmaids, which is pretty funny. But so it's it's not quite that extreme. But I think it's a, it's the beginning of that type of that type of uh, movies for women that aren't yeah. uh, actually written and directed by women as well, which this film is, which I think is a, you know, imagine if this was directed by a man. <laughs>
2: it would be even worse. <laughs> It'd be even worse. Yeah. It'd be yeah. It would one. be a lot funnier for one. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. to shut up. <laughs> I'm
1: joking. <laughs> Amy will listen to this. You will pay for that comment. I'm not editing it <laughs> out. I don't care
0: how much you pay me. Sam, you texted me that. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to say um, that. <laughs> So just as a final sort of like thing here I just wanted to maybe put this in a bit in a, another bit of context of like we obviously trashed this but these movies have made there's three of these Bridget Jones movies and they've made a lot of fucking money. Um I think <laughs> I think the last one the the Bridget Jones's baby was 2016. Um so God, that's already 5 years ago. Um the three movies, the combined budget's about a hundred million dollars. Um and they've taken in a box office in excess of seven hundred and fifty million, which is fucking crazy.
2: I don't understand though, considering like they've all gotten like six out of tens. I don't know how this is raking in so much
0: cash. <laughs> because well, like, all the the, the, are <laughs> the reviews go. This the first one gets like seven out of tens mostly. The second one I think has twenty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then the third one is about seven out of ten again. Um, I just think Ross, like it's a character that we we mentioned before, like and, and I'm going to use the term again, like lightning in a bottle. Like I don't think this movie would have maybe had the impact it had if it had been made five years earlier or five years later. I think that yeah. it really kind of like captured a a gap in the market when it came out for rom you know um, rom coms feats you know four women starring you know with a story about a real woman, if that makes sense. It reminds you know, like me of a flawed person. Sorry, come on. Um, so I think maybe that's why it's remembered as as fondly as it is, and it is. This is kind of a cult classic. Like the people who like this film really like this film. You know, you know Sam's wife included. Like it means a lot to a lot of people, which is odd. And, not, and that is why it's made so much money.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like James Bond, isn't it? You know, we all know that James Bond is 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 not a realistic thing. Like it's silly, it's ridiculous, and it's entirely targeted at at men, just wholeheartedly, and yet people go and watch them. You know, especially the especially the ones in the nineties. You know, the, the the name of the fucking woman in Golden High was on a top. I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, like there's no subtlety. There's no, There's there's nothing. You, mean
0: you weren't. You mean. You mean that's okay. That's that's not okay. But octopusy was. I was going to say. I Octopus. thought that was going to be your example. No, that's Jesus far worse. That's far far
1: worse. God. But but it's because it's because I'm a child of of, of, of that era. Yet, GoldenEye made 350 million dollars. So you know what do we know? And I think this is a good example of what do we know. Um, it, it, people like it. So that's kind of that's kind of enough, isn't it?
2: I know the eyes of a psycho killer, and that's. Mark Darcy Cold <laughs> dead eyes of a, a shark.
0: There's a there's a there's a there's a word that springs to mind and it's murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> There we go.
2: There we go. <laughs> that's
0: it. That's Dave's review. That's Dave's review of this movie. <laughs> one, one word, two, two words. Murder suicide. That's a confusing review of this of this of this that's, light that's, rom-com from the, t- from the t- t- turn of the century. That's a confusing
2: and oddly threatening <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> that! Oh. Like, like, like in a newspaper. <laughs> if you're looking for this comedy rump, David Newell says murder suicide. <laughs> Four thumbs up. <laughs> oh. Oh. That tickled me well, too much, and I don't know why.
0: On that note, we are going to go and uh, laugh ourselves to sleep. Um, we will be back with another rom com next week.
2: Item. See you, folks. Bye.